Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now friends, as we come into the season of Advent and as you all prepare your hearts and minds for the coming of Christ our King, many of you are now doing what we just talked about. You're taking the opportunity to hear God's promises as they are spoken to you. We've invited each of you to pick up the Jesse Tree devotionals and take them home so that during this season, you can keep your hearts and minds focused on the gifts of God. You can open his word and dive into the scriptures and see how they reveal to you exactly how it is that the Lord's promises are kept. Now, as you go through these readings, you may already begin to see the common thread that throws, flows through all of these appointed readings. For as we open the Bible, we begin to see as Christians how all of the stories that it contains are really one singular story. All the law, all the prophets... The poetry and wisdom readings, the Gospels and the Acts of the Apostles, all of it together is simply the story of our salvation. But to understand the end of so great a story, that is how we are reconciled to our God, one must go back, all the way back to where it began. The story of salvation does not begin as we might suppose during this season with the incarnation of Jesus. Though everything in time before leads to the incarnation and everything afterward flows from that central point in man, mankind's history, we see that the story in the Jesse tree, a story that is Jesus's as well as ours, is but the story of God bringing us back to himself. Now look around you today, and you might see, as you leave uh, this beautiful campus of Faith Lutheran Church, a whole lot of trees. Oaks, pines, maples, and yet even the mightiest tree, the, like the big one that we have in our courtyard here, they all began as a small seed. And as we just pointed out, Sometimes seeds that are sm so small that we don't even take notice. This is how our story begins. Back to the beginning, back to the tree on our Jesse trees at home. This is how God's promise of salvation began. With the promise of a seed. Now most of us have heard and could probably recite the fundamentals of the creation story. With the words, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the panorama of the history of our universe begins. We also know that the crown of God's creation came not on that first day, but on the sixth day when God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. Creation, that includes us humans, was not by accident, nor by chance, but rather by the intentional action of our eternal God. 
Again and again, God saw what he had made. He saw the beauty and the majesties of the heavens and the earth. And again and again, he called this creation good. And good it was. For the man and the woman, God planted a garden, which we know as Eden. And there, our first parents lived a life of harmony and peace with the created order. Peace with each other. Peace with the one who had created them. Sin and its ugly consequences were unknown to this good and perfect world. So many have dreamed of living again in an earthly Eden, a utopia of humanity's own making. But the more that we look around at the world that man makes for himself, the more it becomes clear that only God can create that which is truly good. Only God can plant something so splendid as a Garden of Eden. How beautiful was that paradise of Eden. Close your eyes and perhaps you can even picture it. Man and animals at peace with one another, an abundance of flourishing vegetation, beautiful trees that stretch out as far as the eye can see, crystal clear water, yet that good and perfect creation was not to last. You and I can see its loss just by looking around us, or for that matter, by looking in a mirror where we see our sin reflected clearly. We see brokenness in our world. We see the results of sin. We see hatred and war. We see despair and hopelessness. In other words, our eyes bear witness to what happened in the Garden of Eden when man rebelled. You know this part of the story too, don't you? The serpent tempted the woman while her husband stood by and watched and then with her he consumed the fruit of that one tree which God had forbidden them. Yet this first sin was not in the physical eating of the fruit, but rather in the hearts of Adam and Eve as they chose to listen to the serpent and rejected their creator's loving law. A single seed of doubt caused an act of rebellion that would close the gates of Eden to all humanity, to you and to me. So then, what would the Creator do with those who sinned against Him? He could reject them. He could leave them without hope or redemption. But such is not the nature of the God that we read about in the Scriptures. For this God, He is love itself. And that love reached out to Adam and to Eve and to all their descendants. So great is His love that He could not destroy His creation nor leave it to itself. In love He created them and in love He would provide a way of redemption which He Himself had known from eternity. What was plain to God is often hidden to mankind. Though we are inheritors of that promise, we cannot always see it working. We cannot always see God in action. 
And yet this is what he promises. That a price would be paid for our sin. A price which only he could pay. A price paid by, as the old King James version of the scriptures so beautifully translates it, a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. For this, this was always God's good purpose. Sin brings death, and yet from death, God works life. Though Adam and Eve and all of the subsequent generations have borne the curse which our sin has rightly earned, our loving Creator has not deserted us. On the contrary, He has not only embraced us, but He has joined Himself to us in the person and work of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For in Him we hear the very first promise of our salvation. It is given immediately after that first sin and the darkness which it brought. The Lord God spoke to the serpent. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. That word for offspring, which we just talked about a little bit in the children's message, in the Hebrew is the same word that we hear for seed. That word, that single word, is zarah. And here, the love of God shines through the darkness by this promise of the zarah. There would be one zarah, one seed, which would sprout up and defeat the serpent. That seed would not be the seed of the man and the woman together as every other subsequent human birth would be, but rather this seed is the seed of the woman, a miraculous and divine conception by the inner working of the Holy Spirit. God himself would win our salvation. God himself would take on human flesh to dwell among us, to bear our sin, to be our Savior. This plan of salvation, this Jesse tree, which was promised to King David, begins with but a seed. A seed present, yet dormant, in our mother Eve. In love, God remembered his promise through every generation of fallen humanity, though they would forget it, time and time again. Yet, despite their forgetting, despite their disobedience through countless generations, that seed which was promised as Eden was closed to us would remain present, though it be hidden to our human eyes. God remembers His promise. In the fullness of time, in the womb of a daughter of Eve, that is the Virgin Mary, that long-promised seed would at last spring forth and grow to bear fruit. This was the seed of the woman promised at the fall. From her womb would come forth the Creator Himself, joined to His very creation in the God-man Jesus Christ. Here, dear friends, is your Redeemer. Here is your King. All that was lost in Adam is restored in the seed of the woman. Here is the Christ, the Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the one 
perfect sacrifice whose blood reverses the curse of the fall and brings grace and forgiveness to all our fallen race. This Jesus is the Son of God and the Son of Man. He is the new Adam who bears the sin of the old Adam and every human being and carries it to Calvary. From the tree of Eden would come death to all humanity, but from the tree of Calvary would come life to all humanity. This is the Christ of Easter, by whose resurrection all the universe is forever changed, reconciled to our God and Father. This is the Lamb whose body and blood have sustained us at altars, great and small, through countless more generations since his appearing. This Jesus, he is the seed of Jesse's tree. He is the very incarnate promise by which you and I are given renewal, life, and salvation. Through this seed, that Eden, which was lost to our sin, has now been restored for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus, the seed of Jesse's tree, unto life everlasting. Amen.